NATO officials Canada will never meet its 2% military defense spending target? I continue to say and will always say that Canada is a reliable partner to NATO, a reliable partner around the world, and uh, with our military investments, with the support we give to Canadians, we will uh, continue to be doing that. All right, that's the Prime Minister being asked a pretty simple question. And despite the spin that uh, we're doing our part in the world stage when it comes to that NATO commitment, the uh, Prime Minister's comments um, don't match up to these U.S. report uh, reports that uh, claim the exact opposite. And the Washington Post got its hands on documents that were part of this big old uh, recent leak of U.S. national security documents. And one of those documents revealed shows that top military brass in the U.S. Department of Defense very frustrated, very frustrated with our um, with our lack of military capabilities. Germany's ticked off with us that we're not living up to our promises of uh, bulking up support uh, in, in the Arctic, putting more soldiers in Latvia. Um, they're worried that we can't really help Ukraine much more in the long run, meet our NATO targets. Uh, so they're ticked off. Then another document reveals that Justin Trudeau privately told NATO officials that we will never reach the military spending targets agreed to by members of the alliance. In fact, I don't even think uh, you know it matters to him that we are one of the lowest ranked spenders on defense of, uh, of a lot of countries. I want to bring in former Vice Admiral Mark Norman, Canadian Global Affairs Now Institution and a senior defense strategist. Thanks so much uh, for joining Alex, thank you very much for having me, and thanks again for your interest in this important topic. Well, you know, I think we ignore it at our uh, at our detriment, and we're about to see the results of it. But you are uh, currently a part of a long, long list and, and part of the drive of a, a former uh, liberal politicians, former conservative uh, liberals, judges, premiers, senators, former chiefs of defense staff, a whole long list of people who are pushing the prime minister to lead and act with a sense of urgency and heed, you know, these calls to to boost our spending. And then you hear these these leaks and the information. What what comes to mind? Well, uh, obviously some frustration. But I think, you know, the way you've set this up is, is really helpful. And if I just take a second, because I think there's a couple of issues here. You know, first of all, as it relates to the publishing of the letter um, by a, a large group of us earlier this week, um, you know, the, the, the bipartisan... Um, a political nature of our message was intentional uh, because we all agree that this is such an important issue that it needs to be risen uh, above the level of uh, you know domestic politics. Um, and and the second issue is as you referred to um, the issue of urgency because we have all recognized that um, we're probably uh, at at a critical point. Um, perhaps timely um, by accident that the the revelations that you refer to um, out of the Pentagon um, sadly confirm uh, what many of us uh, feared. Mm -hmm. And there's two dimensions to that, as you laid it out. One is the internal and arguably objective analysis uh, by the Pentagon uh, as it relates to their concerns about Canada. And then there is this uh, more political issue as it relates to um, the Prime Minister's statement and whether that was an expression of his intent or whether that was simply a characterization of the reality that the economics, um, given the growth in our GDP and our, um, you know, our, our inadequate defense spending, we were never going to get to 10 yeah. percent or sorry, 2 percent. Uh, you know, even if we opened the taps fully, 
We just don't have the capacity to get there. I'm not sure what is what, but the situation is um, certainly dire and uh, our, our friends and allies are, are getting tired of us. Yeah, clearly. Um, they've been tired of us, I think, for a long time. Uh, the proof shown in the relationship we have with our Five Eye allies who have been kind of blocking us out of more and more um, agreements because we they, we just can't be trusted um, for our, our lackadaisical uh, attitude towards uh, actual NASA, na- national security. Um, you know, so we're getting cut out of that stuff. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any urgency as you watch in Ottawa to to, to deal with like Chinese interference and actual real threats because they have been so politicized. But, uh, you know, at what point, uh, Vice Admiral, do, do, do other countries of our allies just say, you know what, we're just, like I know America will protect us, but I don't think it's for our benefit. It's because they'll protect themselves. But at what point do our allies say, you know what, get out of here. You're, you're uh, you know, you're in the way now. Well, you know, that's a fascinating um, comment, uh, perhaps rhetorical, but I, I get your point. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. The Americans, I mean, they're forced to protect the continent, um, whether we're doing our part or not. And we're not doing our part um, um, because it's in their interest to defend <laughs> to defend the continent. The, the broader issue as it relates to uh, our allies and NATO, it's very interesting. I was visiting NATO a few months ago for some work and we were having conversations in the margins, not about Canada specifically, but of course this was just prior to the official um, joining uh, by Sweden and Finland. And, and, you know, we were commenting on the fact that NATO has very robust entry criteria, um, but they have no mechanism by which member nations are subsequently assessed against the member uh, the, the entry criteria that we're holding new members accountable to and as a as a founding member of nato back in 49 you know um i'm being obviously a bit facetious when i say this maybe somebody needs to go back and uh give us a bit of a scorecard beyond just the two percent which is it is a useful metric but it's also an overly simplistic metric and it often becomes politicized in and of itself Mm -hmm. so yeah that there's (laughs) I think these statements, if we take them, you know, as as accurate, I think they're starting to show some significant cracks in the facade that we've been presenting, which takes us right back to the prime minister's comments with respect to how he believes we're so reliable and we're so credible. Of course, he's going to say that. What else is he going to say? It's what others think of us that matters in this context, not what he says they think of us. Yeah. And clearly the leaks, I mean, you don't just find one document. So I'm sure there's more because uh, the guy that's now uh, arrested uh, was doing it for a while. So we'll wait and see what what the next drip will be. But, you know, Canada's defense spending uh, grew. This is really the talking point. It grew by 15 billion or 40 percent. Um, you know, Ottawa, now the Trudeau government's decided to buy the F-35 jets. Again, they could have done it seven, eight years ago when the Harper government had gotten that started. But again, politics you know, they've promised to modernize uh, NORAD, but it's not sincere. And the concern, I think, which are many, is how do you recruit for a military that's kind of on its knees right now? And, and we have so many geopolitical threats right now uh, on our doorstep. And, and I, I think it's not a, a threat until it actually lands. But by the time it lands here, uh, Vice Admiral, I mean, it'll be too late. Well, yeah. And so there's a a few really important issues in that last uh, question. So, you know, as it relates to threats, I think you and I have discussed this before. Mm -hmm. I'm less concerned about physical threats to the physical 
uh, security and sovereignty geographic yeah. of, of Canada. I'm more concerned about very, very um, emerging or growing and, and serious threats to our way of life, our, our interests, uh, be they Canadian interests exclusively or more importantly, shared interests across our allies. But to your point, um, the nature of the spending is very complicated, and I'm not going to bore you or your listeners with that. The reality is um, the the rhetoric to reality gap is real, and um, it's not um, it's not being closed the way it needs to. Notwithstanding important announcements and you know recurring procurements, all of which are long overdue and well well past where they should happen. And yeah. back to the real issue is the people side of this. And that is a, an absolutely critical issue. And, um, you know, it, 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 is, it is reasonable to ask why people want to be part of and they want to cheer for a winning team, whether it's your home hockey team or whatever it happens to be. And when, when all they're seeing uh, is negative um, and, and related to the equipment and, you know, it, if the day comes when we do have to go into harm's way, yeah. um, you know, we want to make sure that our, 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 our daughters, sons, whatever, are given the best equipment they possibly have. And right now, they don't have the best equipment that they should have, and they certainly don't have anywhere near enough of what they should have to do what, what might be expected of them um, in, in fairly short order. Yeah. You go back to the Great World Wars where thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of Canadian uh, young men mostly uh, signed up and went, just just went. Uh, you know, I don't think people would go now because why would you? Um, based on of the por- performance by multiple governments, but certainly in the last few years uh, of where their priorities are. Uh, very much appreciate your time. Very much. Well, thanks again, Alex. And uh, I, I regret that this is likely to be a continuing topic yeah. of discussion. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, all the best to you and your listeners. You as well. Former Vice Admiral Mark Norman, who uh, one day, maybe, if there are gods out there, will be put in charge of fixing the mess because uh, he, he has done a ton of work on this. And uh, we ignore it at our own peril. It is, uh, according to you know Chief of Defense Staff General uh, Wayne Ayer, this is what keeps him up at night. He said that not too long ago. It was March 11th, 2022, is the state of our military and defense uh, readiness.